Hello. 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 And welcome to the 52nd episode of. You <laughs> didn't even have the sound up. Don't even have the sound up. It's pretty good for um, first time back. You didn't even have the sound up. We're back. back. It's, um... I forgot what it sounded like. <laughs> we back, baby. Weekly podcast. <laughs> Straight in. Weekly H- Happy New Year. Happy, yeah, what, can you happy say that? What's the threshold on that? On like saying happy. We're New nearly year? up to the um ha- happy solstice. What's that? What? What's that? The longest day of the year. When <laughs> <laughs> that's June the twenty first, right? Yeah, isn't it? That's yeah, my, like, yeah, yeah. What? What? My birthday's on the longest day of the year, right? Really? Twenty first of June is the is also when everything's opening up, supposedly. Uh, in London, we're in London right now, and yeah. so in How London, have you guys currently. been with COVID the last six months? Oh, hold on, who who are you? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you already yeah. said it. With me, Barney. Uh, oh my God, with me, but ba- oh, <laughs> this, is that ah? Oh, with me, Barney. Me, Alpha. Me, Jordan. Are we that rusty? That was my fault. <laughs> yeah, we're rusty, man. Uh, yeah, hi guys. Um, we're in London right now, so it's kind of like supposedly June twenty first is a uh, Freedom Day. We're about as open as we're going to be. June 21st, they're just like, take your masks off, put them in the ground, spit on them. <laughs> like, and hug, and hug it was so weird you. how Boris made made it a point that like we can now officially hug people again without it being socially awkward. I didn't know we It couldn't. made it worse for me. I'd rather the, <laughs> I'd rather the handshake. Okay, let's go for it. You meet somebody new for the first time. What do you do? Do you handshake? Do you new. hug? New. You haven't met them for the I first think time. I actually, I just met my piano tuner today and um, we didn't even shake hands. Yeah, it's either that or there's an elbow or a spud. I feel like it's But an it's elbow. weird when you get a spud or an elbow from someone like businessy. Um That's more of an artist to artist. I think thing. they've kind of gentrified the spuds now. They've gentrified the spuds. Yeah, they have, they have. That's the new and to like be you find your real estate agent comes over. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, buddy. I remember like the, the Dave Chappelle stand up when he talks about how he was on the phone to like his lawyer or something. Yeah. And like he said, like, <laughs> he said he likes saying things at the end of sentences just to see what the, the guy says back to him. Right. So he'd be like, oh, yeah. All right, man. So zip it up and zip it out. Zippity do as you as well, Dave. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, how uh, out of 10, how was your. So can good. we do. How was uh, your last six months? Uh, out of 10? Last six months? Out of 10. Yo, that's a lot. It's got to be a. Out of ten, yeah. Uh, Five months. Out of ten, maybe a seven, six. Yes, yeah, seven. How can you sum up the last? Yeah, because if you've, you've got to take in chunk to, to account the highs and lows, Dude. average it out, divide by yeah. the mean, and you get the. <laughs> I'm saying seven. Seven because. Jack album stuff, that's cool, we're coming out. Hey. hey. Shout out to Jack. Uh, but I know I'm coming out. Um, I don't know nice if you guys seen, but if you haven't seen, you should go have a look at Barney's latest video. Yes. Where he went to Orton Towers. I did. And he rapped while wetting his pants, basically. <laughs> he rapped while peeing. People don't understand, like, one thing like, everyone really annoyed me about is, like, people <laughs> not understanding, like, phobias. <laughs> like, I'm, I have a phobia of roller coasters, and they're going, ah, oh, like, but it's a baby one. 
I don't care. It's, a, it's someone that's scared of dogs. But it's a baby dog. It's not, it doesn't matter. So you had an actual phobia and that's what they built the concept yeah, of the Jack video. Did. We had, I, I think oh, wow. like our biggest arguments came from the weeks beforehand for the roller coaster thing. Wow. Like, yeah. I was What's broke. Jack scared of? <laughs> he doesn't wear it. <laughs> we need to get him on the podcast, but uh, yeah. he doesn't, he won't mind me saying this. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't, <laughs> wait, wait. He doesn't good, wear, man. he doesn't, he doesn't wear t-shirts. <laughs> what? So what has he got? An arm exposure phobia? No, no. It's t-shirts. It's specifically t-shirts. What t-shirts? <laughs> Wait, what? Jack doesn't own. Oh, a, like Jack doesn't like own a t-shirt. No, any t-shirt. Jack doesn't own a t-shirt. So if you go back, if you're watching, listen to this podcast, go to Jack's Instagram. His name's Mr. Jukes. He's also part of a band called Bombay Bicycle Club. We're gonna get him on the podcast and he can explain it. But yeah, he doesn't. If you look at, he doesn't wear. T-shirts. He wears shirts, even on the beach. <laughs> so <laughs> that's his phobia. So basically, what the plan was originally with the video uh, was that I did the roller coaster and he busks in Oxford Circus wearing a vest. That was the plan. Wait, so basically a vest is a worse kind of T-shirt for him. <laughs> it's the worst so thing I could think of. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Wow. Like a tank top. That was the worst thing I could think of. And he didn't, it didn't happen in the end. Um, but he yeah. should have at least like you know, met you halfway and wore a t-shirt on the roller coaster. No, because he's evil. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been cool. Uh, it was mad. To be fair, like, they gave us the whole part to ourselves. That was nuts. Yeah, it's man. Crazy. It's like you were the NBA or something. It was nuts. Bro. But, hey, but, hey, but, but it's, it's like, imagine, like, I don't, it's like being given like a, a free free drinks at a bar but you don't drink alcohol. That's like that. I don't like, right, right. I don't <laughs> like roller coasters. Yeah. So it was like, oh, great. Great. Uh, <laughs> lovely. Um, but yeah, no, it's been cool. Um, how's your, Five months been, guys. Alpha out of ten. Um, out of ten, I don't actually know. I don't. Probably gotta say, I probably gotta give it a six, but it's like a positive six. But the negatives were too negative, but yeah. the positive is still very much positive, basically. Yeah. So yeah, album campaign. Cheers. It's the first time I've undergone an actual moment-to-moment based campaign, which let's is talk, like... Let's, yeah, let's talk about that. That's the thing about this podcast, like, because we're all currently still going. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like us looking back into the past and, <laughs> yeah. you know, we still yeah. got albums to release. So yeah. we can't be as... Brutal. Yeah, but we can, you know, like, I did a campaign, a moment-to-moment. So for me, you got album campaigns, which are like, you got your first single, second single, and then, you know, oh, I don't know, third single, then your album comes out or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Everyone's album campaign is like that. Yeah. But there's also moments-based things, the same way there's moments-based artists. Yeah. And then there's, like, sort of normal artists. Mm. So for me, a moments-based artist is someone like a, a Drake yeah. that will thrive off of these... We probably talked about this before in the podcast, but thrives off these moments sort of propel them or keep them relevant mm-hmm. or keep them so they can't go away that's the so yeah that's the thing yeah like if <clears throat> if somebody like that goes away for like five ten years you know they won't have the same momentum as before then you got other artists even but, less than that if drake goes away for a year like he can't like because yeah he's like, got to appear at a tennis match somewhere yeah no, Do you know i mean no, so no, when I, like, but even yeah. musically like he I, I remember him having an interview and he was talking about like kendrick and j cole Right, right, and right. how he's going like yeah like those guys can co- go away and like make an album and come back and then go away like Kendrick's been away for what four years yeah yeah, yeah. and everyone's yeah. still like waiting for him 
because it's all about the music but Drake can't do that Drake has to drop like features or singles or in this or be in a meet like he had constantly yeah. being you there. gotta constantly once you start that and yeah. once those moments make you we spoke about other artists like that um, the Rainbow Kid that guy <laughs> yeah, six he, nine. yeah so 6ix9ine that, that that Rainbow guy that snitched on all of his oh yeah, yeah. anyway he was a moment sort of yeah. based person I think the climate is for moments types of a lot of careers can be born. That's why, like, there's less one-hit wonders than there have ever been. Like, mm. as long as you can propel this moment or keep this moment going, it's like, you can be here for much longer than a one-hit wonder from, like, maybe 10 years ago. What, what would you class it? Yeah, what, what does a one-hit wonder look like now? Yeah, I, again, I don't know. Because there's, like, a moment that gives you, puts your career on mm. a, in a space. And as long as you follow that through with some kind of music and then another couple moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you should be all right. Yeah. Do you because know what I, mean? but, but I suppose the one hit wonder is more so you disappear off the face of the earth, isn't it? It's like you drop a song that's like massive and then you're just not able to ever hit anywhere yeah. near that height again. What sale wise? Or is it like a pit like I think it's music like... based, right? It's music based the one hit wonder concept. Whereas nowadays it's optic based. It's like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's what I mean. It's like if you at that time, you were popping, were getting one million likes on your Instagram photos, and then yeah. you come back two years later and release this new project. Maybe you'll still get millions of streams, but you're getting 50,000 likes. Like, you've lost the interaction. Yeah. I think that's the modern one-hit wonder, like having no social media engagement because I feel like people care more about... Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a question for you lot. Yeah. How do you lot feel when the post doesn't bang? You post something on Instagram and the and the post doesn't bang. Because my thing is this, I, for the first 10 minutes, I know it's going to bang or not. And I can feel it. I can see it in the air. I can see it. The, can see it. <laughs> it's written in the stars. And it doesn't bang. Do, do, do you care? Do you go, ah, oh, this is a little bit, uh, it's a bit shit. Um, you definitely notice it. I, and, but I noticed it a lot personally. Yeah. With um, And now I've been really conscious of this with, with my new album, like going forward in the future. Jeez. Is, um, I've always hated, like in my Origin campaign, for example, I might have released, I think my first track was Mind's Eye or something. Mm. And then two days later will be my album cover, but it'll be a moving image and it'll be the Mind's Eye chorus. And one day later will be me, a picture of the digital vinyl of mine, of, of the same image. Yeah. And basically people, there's, there's an argument in advertising if you see, I think we've talked about this, if yeah. you see things three times, you'll connect with it. But, so people are like, you need to see things a lot to digest it. Whereas I think with how much shit people see now, like as soon as you see something too much, you scroll past it. Yeah. And so with my Late Night Tales campaign, like I released a single, but that's not really about my music. It's more me being a compilation. It's not an album. And um, I would release a song. And then two days later, I'd be like, and also I chose this song. I had the same graphic. And I was like, and this is my Late Night Tales playlist I did. Yeah. And it's this constant same visual asset. Yeah. And um, my algorithm has plummeted. Fuck. Seriously plummeted. And not to be like, not that I care, because it's, well, obviously I do care in a way, but not that it affects my career because I'm making music I want to make but I used to be able to do a post and maybe get five to 8,000 likes but like there was a stage there where I was getting 800 to 1,200 likes like mm. my, my, my engagement because people saw my shit and I think Instagram learned that people don't want to see that shit yeah. from me so like 
Um, so people don't even get to. I think that's the upsetting thing is that people don't even get to see it. I think that's what's mad about the algorithm is like. Yeah. It's not even like people don't like it per se. It's people don't even see it. There's people I don't know exist. There's people I don't know I, are alive that I follow because my algorithm. I matters. do miss the old timeline where like everything you saw because I miss like I forgot Nick Arkeen released his collab album. When? Exactly. Really. That's the that's the problem. And, and I was like, I love yeah. Nick Arkeen. I wish I could have seen yeah. that. Yeah. The problem with this new algorithm thing is yeah you can have an artist you love you can have an artist that's your that's your top five artists yeah you don't know they dropped literally i'm like like yeah there'll, there'll be artists i love i'd love to have a listen to and it's the thing with with youtube i feel bad for youtube and people who do youtube for whatever because unless their post is interactive that's why they have to constantly beg for imagine after every instagram post we're like guys like this and also super like it do that thing where you save the video as well and all you've done is basically posted what you've had for dinner yeah basically. do you know what yeah. i mean like, yeah it's not that deep for you to post to get people to do that but that's how the post will grow basically yeah but on youtube um them youtubers they ask like make sure you leave a click on click the like because the followers they've worked so hard to build up over the years like not everyone is an interactive follower i'll listen to bare albums yeah and i'm not even following the artist yeah, 100%. I'm not even following the art. Like I'm, I don't really care for their day to day, but I, don't, I, don't I really know. love their music. So it's like I can't even if I'm not, I could not be following an artist at all, basically. So not only that is that people that are actually following the artist that won't even see the artist post yeah. if they just yeah. I I just think that's that's not really fair on the person that created the platform to that extent. But it's all advertising based, isn't it? They had to create a way to judge. Whether people like yeah, your yeah, like what deserves them. attention and what deserves views. It's like if they've subscribed, let them see. That should be enough. Yeah, like, let them you see. I mean? like, yeah, let them see. That's it. enough proof. Yeah, that they want to see it. Yeah, like yeah. we're getting pictures um to my like management email where people are like trying to work with me, and a lot of the first like sentences is like how much people's reels are popping off and their TikTok followers, mm. and they haven't even released music. It's like this person's got 60,000 following on TikTok. They're going viral. They would love to work with you. I'm like, I don't... That means nothing to me. <laughs> but are we... Okay, but then... I'm... I just created TikTok yesterday. <laughs> 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 I'm going to... Basically, yeah, anyway. Are we... But are we not just being old men? I, I think there's definitely that. Do you know what I'm saying? Is it like... like yeah. Uh, like, are we just like not following the the, the the change of the guard like is it uh, you know I'm saying always not adapting with the times always being like no that is not real music reels are not real music well I hey, did used to music. think like Fortet do you know him a producer yeah like one of the biggest people in this underground world of whatever dance music and his interactions are really low on his social media because he's a he's a proper adult like he's mm-hmm. he's in his maybe late 30s or mm-hmm. 40s and social media isn't his thing. He's mm. like, he sells records. People come to his shows. They don't care about posting a story that they're at a Fortech concert. They're like fans. Yeah. Whereas like, where of the age where we came from, we sort of all came from the SoundCloud era where they were really interactive with our fans. Yeah. But at the same time, um, there's there's some Fortets among us as well, but we're having to fight the algorithm. Like if I could... Mm. I would love to be a fortet and release music and um, have cool images of like my albums or whatever, but not have to be so engaging. But the, obviously, I need to be because I want to make sure my music gets to as many people as it can do. Yeah. It's think, like think that's a result of. So that's the thing, like right? so, the the ethos or the 
the point of your Instagram page. You got some Instagram pages that are like meme accounts, like you know what you're gonna get. So if the meme account suddenly posts someone's album, no one's gonna give a damn. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like well, when a meme well, you account, see it, Alpha. Like exactly when yeah. people pay for posting, like because exactly. you can pay for promotion on a meme page, and you feel like ah. Oh, listen to this, this guy's album they're, they're, yeah. no one gives a damn so at the same time and it's like so for example you got like you can have like a uh, someone that does covers on like YouTube or whatever the second they do something original yeah and you compare those views to the covers that banged and stuff like that it's just a sad state but it's because I go to your page for this and if you're not doing this I don't really care so for artists for us what you said Barney about trying to speed up and keep changing if we keep shifting what it is people come to our page mm. for so for example if i i don't post much about my life on my insta yeah, yeah. i mainly the posts that do the best on my channel if i'm being honest on my channel so on my um on my insta are literally new album my new album posts announcing that i've got a new project coming out if i then do another post thanking spotify if i do another post thanking amazon yeah. if i do another post People don't care about yeah. that. People at Amazon and Spotify don't care. Like, yeah. there's there's people that put you... That, that's that's one thing I could never get my head around. Like, that is more for, like, you know, Insta stories, things that can expire, but, like, things that harm what people come to your page for. Yeah. They're not going to care. Be, oh, look, Alpha is just... Just, uh, just thank Spotify. That's so great. I'm going to give that a like. I'm going to comment... Tell him that's fire and I love Spotify. Do you know what I mean? It's not <laughs> like it's it's yeah, I totally these, get that, these yeah. platforms are good, yeah. Don't get me wrong, and we should thank them. I always say, yeah, if you can find the person that put me in the playlist, I'll write them a dead I'll write them an essay and thank yeah. them. These people putting you on playlists, it's gold for us, isn't it? Like yeah. for musicians. We yep. you know, we should be appreciative for that. So I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I'm just talking about the yeah. the reasons that people on your page. So if you vary it a lot. Maybe variation is what they come to your channel for. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, once you deviate from what people normally come to your den, you see your interaction plummet. And unfortunately, in album campaign, yeah, so for me, i got to post bare different things all of a sudden because now I'm doing a moments-based campaign, like I was just saying. So yeah. I can't just post one album coming out and then album out. That's what I'd love to do. Yeah. I'd love to just go, my album's coming, my album's out. i see you, <laughs> see you on the next album. <laughs> Like, I would love to do that, but... You got promotion. We're, we're trying to move... How, Alpha, how did you find... So you dropped an album... Yeah. Uh, uh, called Bring Backs. Yeah. Um, how did you find this album campaign in comparison to your, your previous campaigns? What was the differences? Talk us through it. Oh, on. Come on, weekly okay, podcast. Okay. okay. I've got to be careful because I'm still... Like I said, we're still in this. <laughs> we're still in this music oh, career. Oh, no. I said, I said the differences. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, saying okay, the differences. Okay. The differences. The diff- yeah. Differences. So yeah. Not necessarily negative, not necessarily positive, just the differences. Okay. Politically correct. The neutral differences. <laughs> the neutral, <laughs> safe differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was a lot bigger mm-hmm. than stuff I've done before because naturally, because I'm not doing it myself and having an immediate, you know, yes. team and us having to deliver everything. Yeah. Um, so it was done at a much bigger scale. Yeah. So I kind of wasn't prepared. for the, Was was making the album a different process? Did you make the album differently? Oh, 
Not too, nah, not too. So it's the same way. Similar. Literally, it's a similar, like, similar process yeah. to how I normally make. So my you albums. deliver the masters, and then the whole process from there on is very different. Yeah, it's the rollout that was completely different. But right. the process of making the album was, same. I just did what I wanted to do, cool. and how. Sick. Yeah, so that was all right. That was good. Um, so what, what what date did you see? Like what what date did they press the button? What date was like, like this go time? Let's go, baby. Maybe from when you know when you get you need to get your press shots done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was from then, so yeah, it wasn't yeah. from the campaign start. It's from when you need to get your press shots done. When you need to, like you mentioned this earlier in the in the Korean, we got Korean earlier. But Jordan's mentioning Back. how you do a whole interview with someone to get a bio yeah. done uh-huh. and get a bio sorted. So they wanted to like have a specific person to do a bio because of. Yeah, I don't know. Just certain, basically yeah. things that I w- wouldn't would never have occurred to me. Things yeah. that I personally don't care about. If they yeah. are good at writing, then mm-hmm. cool. But yeah. yeah, so for a bio, specific person for a press shot, specific person. Shout out Johnny Pitts. He did like a um, all the press shots and basically the look of the album and stuff like that. But regardless, I knew I was in something that wasn't. You know, I wouldn't have zoomed in so much on the bigger picture of how everything but it helps and how concrete the idea is once you convey it to people yeah it's clear and concise if you're as far as as you can be um anyway yeah so it was big from then like I, i was just like i'm doing i'm answering so many questions i'm doing this i'm doing that mm. um i'm answering to a lot of people whereas like i don't really do that before yeah. i'm you know releasing my own stuff i kind of answer to myself and mm-hmm. stuff like that but now i've got a deliver things do you know what I'm saying I've got yep. I've got to give people breakdowns of my singles and stuff like that and I'm like raw like can't you just take it from the bio <laughs> or just use the bio again that I spend an hour talking about but yeah. you want a separate breakdown yeah yeah for every one song every yeah. song now has to there is don't get me wrong there is meaning to all of the songs but not a paragraph paragraph's yeah, yeah. worth of meaning. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, but now you've got a... It's hard. It is really hard doing that, I find. Putting yeah. a description behind. And also, I, it's not necessary. Well, it is, but it's not. Because Barney told me something a couple of weeks ago. I, I've been really trying to have that as my mantra going into the process that Alvis just talked about where Kendrick... In an interview, Kendrick was like, cool, man. Basically, someone was like, oh, that song, it means this to Kendrick. And I think Barney was saying that. Kendrick was like, I'm glad that it's what it means for you. Cool. He didn't say what it meant to him. And I really love that ambiguity as an artist, letting the music do the talking. And I've been really trying to, I've been getting asked now about what some certain songs feel like. Oh, how, how can I explain them? And I'm trying to answer it, but it's, I just find it like d- difficult to answer without making it seem so trivial. But I think it's, I think what the inter- I think we have to be honest though. I think you know a Kendrick Lamar can do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I think nowadays, like back in the day, artists probably could do that more of not like being mysterious and about the music. But because things are so fast paced now, the idea is that you want to try and you know the single is basically supposed to be like the advert for the album, isn't it? It's like what? How do you? get people to press play on your music so now they like they want you to say give as much information as possible to try and lure people into this thing which i'm not saying is good or bad or like, i don't i don't saying it's, it's good i'm or bad or whatever i'm just saying that i think kendrick can afford to be like oh, i'm not telling you what it means do you know what i think it is though like what i found interesting is that the people around me tended to do a lot more not for fans but for journalists mm-hmm so not for 
the fans, but for DJs and for, do you know what I mean? So shout out to them because they get your music out to everyone. Mm. But the whole breakdown your single into a paragraph is just so there's a story because people want to write a new story. Do you know what I mean? If you're giving them the same old story, they're not going to want to write a new story. But again, why does any of that matter? The actual people that listen yeah. to your actual music, they don't care about that. What like, is, do, 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 do like, like the gatekeepers matter anymore? I, I do think they... It depends, because there's new gatekeepers all the time. Mm. What gatekeepers in what industry? So, like, back in the day, like, I don't know, say, like, Pitchfork or whatever. All they'll, right. They'll post your album that yeah. immediately boosts sales of your album exponentially. You know, but now I've seen, you know, if I don't know an artist, I'm not going to click on anything. There's new gatekeepers. The I new Pitchfork like, yeah. is Tiny Desk. Yeah. Kind you, of, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there's, it's also the the... The uh, not the iconic, I forgot the word, but the the big playlists on Spotify are like mm. now the new. Yeah. You'll definitely get ten thousand plays that week if you get put on that playlist. Yeah. yeah, it looks different, but there there is some form of gatekeeping that people kind of wanna. There's some people that are stuck with the because that's how they've done it always. So they're like, oh man, pitchfork, blah blah. Like these are the things that matter to me. Yeah. So if you don't cross these, then blah blah blah. Whereas like everyone's moved on already to. Um, who's that guy that reviews albums? Uh, on Needle YouTube? Drop. Needle Drop. Yeah. Uh, Colors. Yeah. Tiny. It must be the most worst feeling, yeah, Alpha. Yeah. I was thinking like this. Of a mag- I'm going to be very politically correct here, but weekly podcast. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Imagine. <laughs> Being careful. Imagine having. Not doing much editing. Okay. Imagine having <laughs> a podcast, like a, a platform that is really like popping at one time and you never see a time where it's not going to be popping. But imagine the complex you have when you had something that was literally so important. Like literally you could post something on this thing and it blows up and then it's just, it just stops. It, like no one gives a damn about it anymore. The complex you must have must be insane to, to like... I don't even know. Like I question whether... You think people can feel the... The fall off. The, the power like seeping from yeah. their body you think people can feel that because they, they feel too late because certain people yeah i feel like if if you're told around you how great you are all day every day up to a certain point yeah it won't matter what happens to you you'll have that greatness shield around you to the mm. point where oh i'm great and if anything happens to you from then on you'll blame that thing oh, really because you've been yeah. like yeah you've been so like there's this greatness Shielded. force field. Well, it's the god, it's the god complex, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and that's how the god, com- yeah. So, kind of god, because so some with a god complex feel the, their powers waning. <sighs> Weekly podcast, like, boy, I don't know. with a vengeance. I, I think, I think, I think, they, uh, <laughs> I think they can. I think they can. No, I, 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 I think in deep down, deep down inside <laughs> my heart, I still love you. Uh, no, I, I think deep down they can. You know when the powers leaving and seeping away because it's not ju- it's you know you I can, don't know man you we can feel get it like a, just so as in a... as a consumer you know no as in as in as the entity oh yeah yeah I mean I could tell with my own late night tales campaign I could tell like I was thinking oh god when I release my album and I'm getting absolutely no traction and in, inverted commas for those who can't see me so but Jordan let me ask you this so, okay yeah, personal question yeah, coming I'll, I'll, I'll you so you may have seen traction go down and stuff, but you also have explanations for that. Go traction complex. going down. Nah, yeah, the go complex. No, no, no. You're, 
But I'm saying, have you? Do you doubt your ability to make music? Has that diminished? No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. I don't think you answered it for me. But it might not be. But it might be. So what got strengthened got... with Jordan? No one was around Jordan saying, "Look how popping you are." Blah blah blah. Like. Yeah. I don't think that's ever been. But what's okay? But Alpha, we got to but, clarify. So yeah. this is our oh, weekly podcast. We are back. Yeah. Um, what is the ability to make music? Is it the ability to make music that connects with people, or is it the ability to make good music, or are they the same thing? Oh, so I'm just talking about the music making process, and that doesn't have to like it'll be good music to you or music that you know you may not have set out like like I don't have this in my head. Like Tom has that in his head that yeah. he makes music that's you know, and it connects well and he knows what people like, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I never think about people when I make music. So me, my ability to make music would be my ability to make music I like. I was going to ask this before when you talk about your album, and I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Have you ever put a song on an album of yours that you don't fully get behind? Like, you know how I always explain, like, oh, I put so something on because there's a single and people playlists. Have you ever done something with a slight bit of, like, with a slight bit of like yeah this is a bit more simple or something. we are podding nah so for me I like everything I do at the time but I'm really bad with holding on to that love for it I regret a lot of stuff I've put out oh I see but only after I've put it but, out you know, but at the time when you liked them all equally or whatever yeah. you obviously probably had favourites but you didn't go you're like you're not choosing. Like you might have recorded eight songs and you're choosing six or something, and then you don't go. Yeah, I'll just put that one anyway because I feel like people will think yeah, it's easier. Do you, do you ever go? Yeah. I'll do you ever have the, the business? Like it, you know yeah. what I mean? The because nah, I get the sense what? you're always like, I'll do what the fuck I want, sort of thing. But I always wonder if you do think that. Nah. So uh, the thing okay. is, I can look at my I can look at my track listing after I've made it and go, that'll probably be good for radio. I see. People probably like that. Right. But after I've made it, do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, So yeah. I, I've made that and it's going on the album. I can allocate it into different places. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you an example. Like, this is so... The album's just come out, but I'll give you an example. So Runouts. Yes. In January, I told them, I was just like, look, I don't really care for doing the same process with everything, radio, blah, blah, blah. Runouts is the radio tune. That's the tune that people like, that has energy, blah, blah, blah. Just run radio the whole time with Runouts. Do that because... It just makes sense. You, I've got, you know, you're not going to put the track with all strings on. Just, just, you know. So I was just like, very early, I was like, that would connect on radio. So let's push all our efforts in that. Yeah. But I, I kind of knew that, but I still liked Runouts as a tune. But yeah, I didn't really... um Actively go it. Yeah, I didn't make Runouts to do... Yeah, yeah, radio, yeah, yeah. I just sort of allocated it after. Yeah. I don't do that, but it's not really... It's not like that's worked for me or anything. That works better for people. Like, I don't know, in the spot, if I, I remember I had a session with an artist. I can't yeah. even say the artist's name. It's fine. But an artist I really sort of respect. I had a yeah. session with them and they were talking about making a whole project and with Spotify playlist in mind. Wow. So making a whole project and like as, an, as a bit of an experiment, basically, yeah. you know, quote unquote, like he, he kind of probably thought that they have to do yeah. things like that. But, a social experiment, make sure everything's under three minutes or whatever. Yeah. So he made it sort of purposefully to come out like that. Yeah. Whereas like... Could it work? Not really, to an extent. To an extent, because things are always going to work. Like, you're not going to... 
have a 10 minute where you can, but you're not trying to heavily get playlisted if yeah, you're making 100%. a nine, 10 minute track. Yeah, like, just agreed. be, just, yeah. you know, we can be honest. I'm, I'm not blind. I'm not like, my music's going to do well regardless. I don't care. Any... That's not really how I operate, but I'm just like, <laughs> is it even worth it if you don't like your music? Okay, we are podding. Why are we even... We are podding. Why but, are we even here? Like? But Alpha, this is the issue. Do you not feel like it's the chicken and the egg situation when it comes to music currently? It feels like... And it's not just Spotify, but Spotify. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, are dictating... Thank you, Spotify. We love you, Spotify. We um, are dictating the sound of music. It's, it's got so... It's got so it's got so incest- incestuous with the making music process of people will now want it to be playlisting because you got, you have to, you've got like, what is that, 10 seconds? Or like five seconds to grab people's attention that like intros are kind of getting way shorter and song times are getting real shorter. And so it's, qu- it's sort of similar to how like the radio thing was worked back say, in the day. Spotify, yeah, it was, was radio. People trying to get yeah, radio. But I suppose the difference is, is that radio was the, in the best way possible, the elite uh, musician would end up on radio. The musicians, the grassroots underground musicians, right, wouldn't be thinking about radio like so that. So they were super creative Wait, and that's where the creativity right, exactly. stemmed from. Now what's happened yeah. is because everybody's on Spotify, every single person's on Spotify, yeah, musician-wise, there is no, it, everyone is trying to figure out this thing. And even if you don't realise it, you're being influenced by the, the ethos, the theory, yeah. the religion of playlisting and That's so making. interesting because how does anything ever progress and move forward if you haven't got the guys that are that don't care the belly of the beast man. They, you, 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 need, you, need, yeah. you need that you need that for that and I hate that word but to push culture forward you need the people for at the, the bottom like, yeah like that don't give a damn and like I want to push this and I want this to be the thing and the X, Y, and Z so that the the, the top people copy it or yeah, are yeah. inspired by it to then push things forward but if it's just like a, a loop of you know, yeah. underground artists are doing the same thing as mainstream artists. You can't even differentiate the di- like. There's no difference anymore. That's an interest. That's a good way of looking at it. Do you get what I'm saying? But again, for for me, because I'm not looking at it as a bigger picture, and it's my job and it's my role to be that person. That yeah. I'm not looking at it as that. I'm looking at it as it, that's boring. It's boring to yeah. me. Basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I could be doing other things in life. I really appreciate music. Just being able to wake up and make music. But like, it would be the same as every other job I'm unhappy with if I wasn't making music I like. What oh. What is the point of being in this artistic line of work if you can't be? What's the point of being in, in, in a creative job if you can't be creative? But it's but it's, but it's I, I see I okay this is okay. yeah, okay. yeah I, I I think I think that it can still be deemed as creative even if you don't necessarily love the music. I think being the creativity is I want to be able to make this puzzle work. It's like I'm using these 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 chem, like I'm creating something that I want to be able to be loved, percept, perceived, and loved and and absorbed and consumed. That can that's still yeah, creativity. That's being it's, in but it's just way. not creativity yeah. in in the sense of do I love this. 100 percent yeah no, it's, true. But it's still it's what, like it's what creativity means to you right? yeah i guess like if you if you were if you set out if you came to the studio and you set out like i need to make a song that people will dance to in a club yes. or something like exactly. that you're like you're following this puzzle like you said and you're trying to make okay does that guitar hook work no let's make the drums a bit more bouncy and yeah. whatever and then you get to the final product which you created is that what you mean yes. like yeah 
You create but something use, out of it. Yeah, but using all of these... All for the purpose all for of the purpose of this thing. Exactly, out in the clouds. Like, uh, yeah, I get, yeah, I guess it's like cre- yeah, creativity for expression of the of your inner subconscious which is yeah, sort of what alpha is talking the, about yeah it's the or definition like, of creativity which is man there could be a podcast on its own 100%. the definition of creativity in itself so i was just took creativity in the the rawest form maybe the spiritual sense in it like yeah. the sense of like making something from nothing that you just sort of i don't know making stuff you want to hear personally yeah and not thinking outwards. So you thinking about what people can do to what you've made. Yeah. In my opinion, that's not really it. That's why I don't care. When people say they do the dishes to my with my music on or they yeah. do housework. I remember I was asked in like an interview and I think it was like a German thing. Yeah. I was asked like, do you get offended? And I've also spoke to other musicians. That do get offended. That are like, oh man, you know, that's you know Spotify background music. Like when oh, they, wow! Okay. They talk. They they don't want to make Spotify background music, right? Because they want people to be able to focus and because, concentrate. Because yeah, but for me, what the way that's the way I consume music is if I'm walking from A to B, yeah. Mm. That's how I take in an album. I live with the album. Like if I'm not sitting on a night bus, if I'm washing the dishes, if I'm at home, I I'd rather people live with my music than than not yeah. that's not my point my point is whether someone's doing the dishes or whether someone listens so intently and they you know married their that their, their song was their wedding song mm. or whatever for me it's the same thing I don't really I don't really differentiate Consum- because consumption is consumption they're both living like mm. and I made that for myself do you know what I mean and it's just a privilege that other people listen to it do you know so what's in, what's in, you sort of mentioned it about like you make music you you want to hear for yourself. We always talk about this. It like comes across in like a few of the episodes where we're like, where we're where our own biggest fan because obviously we're a collection of our influences. Yeah, and if yeah. you're able to like make it work, then it is. Yeah. It sounds exactly how you want it to sound. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about like earlier in my career. I always got like, oh, he sounds like um, this person, like D'Angelo mixed mm-hmm. with Fat Freddy, mixed with whatever, and yeah. like, and at what point? Okay, I'm like, okay, I'm like, cool, I get that. Because when when D'Angelo first came out, they're like, oh, he's like a new prince, whatever yeah. they called mm-hmm. him. But now he's like D'Angelo. Yeah. He has his sound, yeah. and it's interesting. Like, I always think now of releasing my own albums. Are people thinking of me as like I'm a mixture of all these six artists, or am I just my own sound now? I'm just a vehicle of all those you, inspirations. I, I I think that it's it, yeah it, that 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 comes with the idea of of um, of, of time and proven track record so yeah. what happens is that every single time you release you're refining your voice your sound. sound right that's what happens you're finding your voice a lot of the time you start with mimicking you start with i like this i want to make that i like this i want to make this and it starts growing as your voice grows right yeah and so i think that now you've been doing this for what over 10 years people are now going to be like oh well i know jordan what's what i think is even more interesting to me is them people being inspired by you who was then inspired by these people and just watching I think you said it it's like if you want to find good music and you're you're tired of the music you listen to go to your favourite artist and listen to who they listen to who are they inspired by and yeah. that's how you can that's how because music's not some 
a thing where it's like what someone started. It was not like an, uh, like a journey of like this the first musician ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work that way. It's all influence that merges together. Um, and so yeah, I, I think that people will be able to differentiate and be like that's a Jordan sound because they know your taste. The music is. Yeah, it's it's in a way we're like we're a vehicle for our taste. Yeah, 100%. like what we come out of us is. A collection of our tastes. Yeah, and fans, and fans so are just a fan of your taste. A fan, fan are a it, fan of your taste and your choices. That's it, what fans. Are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I feel like people always use things as a point of reference. So I would never get offended. Like, if someone compares you to someone, yeah, that's just what they know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's, what I, that's the closest thing I know to get you to that, and that's just what I listen to. If they listen to the same things you listen to, maybe they'd have a more nuanced. Mm. approach and be like okay actually he sounds like a little bit of blah, blah. but if someone just literally takes like the extremes of just one like genre like I, don't, I can't think of any examples but like comparing things that we know to be very different yeah. but yeah anyway so but enough, it, can be, it can be distasteful do you know what I'm saying like a comparison it, can it, be it, the, it, I, I think I think uh, a distasteful comparison can be bad like going you haven't even listened like, it's not, you haven't even listened yeah 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 I don't I'm not like Drake. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not Drake. Don't, I don't have a problem Just because I make hip-hop. Yeah, 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 I love Drake. Like, I think Drake's great for me personally, but I'm yeah. not him. Why are you calling me? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but it, ima- yeah, so, but imagine, yeah, I don't listen to much hip-hop, but I know about this Drake guy. He raps. I don't listen to any rap music, though. If I hear a rapper, yeah. oh, he kind of sounds like the only rap thing I know. Which is why they... So, that's, for me, is just someone that doesn't, just doesn't, do you know what I'm saying? But that's why these men shouldn't be talking about hip-hop. Like if you yeah, don't, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah, if, if you yeah. don't, if you have no yeah. these journalists that don't have a clue about oh yeah journalists whoever it is but it's like if you don't know like if you don't know about it then don't yeah I think earlier on in my career I used to get like annoyed when I got compared to my idols but then later I was actually like actually compliment. that's a massive compliment if people keep saying I sound like um, I want to be Jeff Buckley or whatever I'm like I'll take that because he's my <laughs> idol vocally and then now I think. Um, I think about Marvin Gaye or something and I think about who he was inspired by. Like he didn't, like you said, he didn't create that no, smooth yeah. soul sound of like really musical percussive groove based stuff. Like he was heavily inspired by uh, lots of different people. Mm. And I just find that really interesting. I've, I've been listening to like a lot of older music and go, oh, wow. Because basically I, I discovered Jeff Buckley mm. and then I was like, who did he listen to? And then I listened to Led Zeppelin, which is like totally different music, but mm. I could hear Jeff Buckley in him and I was just like, it's so insane to think who was Led Zeppelin inspired by and then when does it get back to Beethoven? Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, how did Beethoven <laughs> get to <laughs> Jeff Buckley? It happens though, isn't it? Yeah. I think what, what, how do you guys feel when you hear musicians that are inspired by you? As in, have you ever listened to an artist and be like, oh, that sounds exactly like me. I, can, I know that they've, they've just not stolen it, but they sound very similar to me. How do you guys deal with that? weekly podcast that's how we roll baby are we live we back in the flesh oh damn son uh, I don't know man because you, you can I don't know I don't I don't think you can ever be sure but I can always see when other musicians are inspired by people I know yeah but to think that of yourself is kind of like Arrogant. especially when you know your tastes yeah as well right. so you're like they could have easily just listened to the yeah. same people I listen to yeah we're all in the same generation here yeah but at the same time to them, they could be, you could be the upper generation and they might not know Beyond You the same way you don't know what's beyond Marvin Gaye. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's the, the scene. So, yeah, I don't know. 
I'm that's very politically correct to me, but <laughs> I honestly I honestly can't definitely I can't definitely say that oh this person's taken my blah 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 because what is my blah like I like a lot of different. So you say you you don't, you don't mind, you're, you're like you're, you're like to believe you're doing that is just arrogant on my behalf. It's like I'm not that's that arrogant that, to yeah, believe. That's Jordan on the other hand definitely has seen something. I can see by his face. Jordan, have oh, because I was thinking, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm sort of torn because I get like hashtagged a lot on Instagram of people making their own song. They'll say Jordan Rakai type beat whatever. Or, oh, okay. So I listen to exactly what they think I sound like. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's interesting. I always think. That's so weird how that person thinks that is my sound. So that's what they've taken away from my sound. It's yeah. and it's usually the the beat, the hip hop like beat thing, mm. with like a low, whether like my vocal or something. Yeah. Um, but on the contrary, like on my Patreon, yeah. I think I've talked about this before with you guys as well. Like, I'm trying to teach people all of my tools, so that you can take them and do what you want with them. So like, if you come out sounding exactly like me. That's sort of their fault for not exploring their own sound with my tools. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. if you all have the same tools, like shortcuts or recording techniques, or like even the way I do melodies or whatever, um, and then you go away and just use the exact same thing, then then I'm like, how how are you not using your own voice to like come mm. up with your own thing? So, yeah. Now like it's hard because when people um pe- people are asking to write with me now and they're attached to this old sound. My the, the Jordan Rakai soul thing, yeah. Yeah. soul hip hop electronic beat thing, um, but I feel like I'm in another headspace now. Yeah, like I'm listening to totally different music, and so now when I'm going to these new sessions, it's like, um, okay, you want that sound from me, and like, do I give it to them or do I just play rogue and just go like, no, nah, we're going down this road today. <laughs> Let's get the nylon acoustic well, depends, guitar. Like, I suppose like a producer, like that's where producing is really interesting, isn't it? Like the idea of like you're there to facilitate. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how do I help facilitate what you want to achieve? Also, music is works in, a, in arrears. So you make music and it takes like a year for it to come out or however long for it to come out. Yeah. And then for people to listen to it and consume it, especially with the amount of music that comes out, yeah. it's always in arrears. So someone, people are still discovering Cloak. Some pe- people are still discovering yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nocturne or yeah. discover, and you have to accept that and, yeah, go, yeah. and go, okay, well, I can't dictate what when people listen to my music so they i can't assume that they know that my music has changed drastically or i've, I've grown because they've just they've this is the first time hearing it you know i'm pretty sure that i don't know um stevie or whoever yeah. changed or the beatles changed but also that's it's an interesting thing because like if you're a producer or if you're asked to feature on something mm. i think you gotta choose what your approach to the session is gonna be mm. you gotta choose to go because a lot of people just go in like, oh, let me cater to what you want. And, you know, a good sort of producer and a good person that's featuring is like, let me do the song the way you want it and let's make the song, blah, blah, blah. Whereas like, you can literally choose to be like, okay, that's what you like about my stuff. Okay, cool. That was four years ago. Mm. This is where I'm at now. This is mm. what we're doing now. Mm. Like, this is how I am now. So you could project how you feel. It's the same as like, I don't know, I think maybe in jazz, like say getting like a, a, a teacher that you really whose music you really respect or whatever, mm. who's playing you really respect, and they sit down with you. Like I remember when um someone I know was telling me about a lesson he had with like a um just another player that he really respected. Mm. And the guy just sat to him and spoke about it, spoke to him like philosophically, like how wow. he needs to think about 
He's not even teaching him his techniques and yeah. stuff like that. He's like, forget all that. You are just viewing, you're understanding music wrong, basically. Wow. So he probably w- rocked up to the, um, you know, the lesson thinking, I'm going to learn all these new techniques. I'm going to shred people. Yeah. <laughs> all these, these yeah. techniques that I've loved over the years. And these, and he just got hit with some with a philosophy book. Yeah. Just hit over the yeah. head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like it's just the approach that we, like for me, when it comes to, I don't really want to adapt myself if I'm um, going in and producing mm-hmm. someone. I'd rather be who I am today. Yeah. Because if you have to revert, then you're just like, I don't know. Again, like maybe I'm just being too, too, oh man, you need to be free, blah, blah, blah. That could be the theme <laughs> of today. But I, I do feel like they they must like something in your music. To want to work with you. Yeah, so, yeah. They, they might buy into what you're, the way you see things is uh, yeah. so they might be a fan of where you're at today as well yeah 100 you know I mean? but i suppose that what's interesting what's quite just looking at it objectively between both of you yeah. is that i suppose you have all the music that you've released yeah and like you know i'm saying like you've not had anything like you don't do the whole putting throwing a song on there just to appease anyone or throwing a song on there just to whatever but jordan has so there's yeah, some yeah. That, that's jordan, why that, i think that jordan doesn't yeah. like yeah. actively doesn't like but yeah, did it yeah. at time publicly uh, yelling it from the rooftop it's true to yeah. be honest yeah because I'm not being fair like I, I, I would I say I said this in like a bunch of things I said leading up to the album mm. but there's a song called People on my um, project Fe- Character Mistake on yeah. vocals by the way but um, beautiful song I wrote that song on bass yeah and I always say in the interviews I'm just like I'm not deluded I know I'm seen as a you know jazz piano guy that's not something i'm going oh no you shouldn't see me as that you should see me as a motherfucking bass like i mean i'm not like i'm not i get it i get that i have to re introduce i need to introduce more things in the way i write things so then people people if people hear rap for me now they'll be like oh yeah he does rap sometimes do you know what i mean so whereas if i just did that on this album and never did it before you'll be like what he's doing that Mm -hmm. And I'm like, of course I rap. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't like. <laughs> How dare you say I don't yeah, rap? You so, know? Yeah. So, so I I get that if someone's calling you for a session, and they're like, oh yeah, play some jazz piano and make some hip hop influenced jazz. But I can't then go. I play bass now. Like I've been playing bass for the last year. Like let's just start some bass. Tree. Like you know what I mean? Like, I can't. <laughs> I might do. I might be able to do that, and they might be down. Yeah. But I can't expect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because you're in a new headspace, yeah. Okay, so I'm I, going yeah. back on what I said okay. as well. I think part of part of, for me about collaborating, what I love, I think this stems all the way back to when I was like th- early teenager working with friends in high school. Is like, I love, this is going to sound insanely cheesy. Say it. I'm going to say it. We <laughs> I love like, in a collaboration, I love watching people's, I love basically making people happy. Oh. And like basically you, you get these sessions up. and like some you're playing some piano chords happening and they're like you can see they're like oh, I'm not sure and like you can see someone's energy yeah. like then they oh, hit, then yeah. you hit the right one. This is um and then they start getting excited, they're like, Yeah, 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 exactly, go down there and then you like you start building it and by the end of the day, um, you've written like lyrics and you've done this arrangement and they're like really excited and you're like, You added you added a song to their discography that's like made them really happy. Well, like, even like, so in a way it's more like the puzzle thing you talked about yeah. production when you do stuff where people want to hear me make a soul hip hop beat I'm like okay I have to go into this puzzle mode and I have to get them what they want but 
Um, I think if it's different if someone came to me um, like a singer, like a, and they were like, can you produce my album with this huge budget? I'd be like, I would, I, that's my, you know, I'd want it to sound like. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think that's different as well because. Yeah. Could you then, I get it. If you do a session, yeah, mm. that is, you know, it's a one-off session. This person really, they, they want you to do what you say on the tin. They want Jordan boom bap scatting over it let's go like let's do that like, lead note harmony yeah, yeah. fifth note triple track they vocals. want that for this one s- session and you're like i know how to do that i'll do that but you do that on a tuesday yeah. whatever yeah they come to you yeah full album produced by yeah man you can do whatever you want. you oversee the whole thing but we need that boom bap like scatting over everything like that's not for a whole project I think is a different I think if they yeah. come to you for a whole project then they're open to the full scope yeah. of it yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's how it's different do you know what I mean yeah I, that's why I'm, I'm kind of into that stuff more man what, that, the, 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 the album. full album well the like full I think so, so me working with Jack on this on this joint album yeah. it's been really interesting because like I enjoyed it a lot um, making it but it was it's boom it's boom bappy stuff right and and but obviously with Jack's sensibilities, because Jack is, you know, part of an indie band, done stuff before as Mr. Jukes. Yeah. So he has that element in there, but it's still boom bappy. And I don't want to, like, so we've been making stuff for my album, like my new, not the Jack album, another album. And one thing I, when Jordan was talking just now, is like, one thing I love, Jordan, is bringing stuff to you and being like, okay, I want to make this song. And like, something that Jordan would never make before. So he made a song that's like, yeah, it's like drill, like elements of drill or whatever in it. And Jordan being like, okay, I've got to pick like Jordan and Charlotte Imran and then figuring it out. How does it still can work? Yeah. In a musical fashion. Yeah. But with these sensibilities. And I think that's what's cool. It's like, it's like bringing, you know, red and yellow together and making orange. Wow, Correct. I, I felt that I had to think about that. <sighs> Thank God for that. Wow. Um, that's what's, I think that's what's sick about collaboration is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, like, I'm pretty sure as producers, you want to be able to do weird shit. You want to be able to like push yourself a little bit. Like I want to be able to push myself a little bit. Yeah, it's the pushing yourself because even if you're renowned for making a certain thing, yeah, you never went in to what you made with some co- cookie cutter like way of understanding. So, like, for example, if they ask you to make a Jordan boom, blah, blah, blah. At the time you made that, you weren't going, yeah, let me make some, you know, yeah, conveyor no, exactly. belt, yeah. Jordan, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, so yeah. I know how to do this. Yeah. Like, you went in and that was f- the freest thing for you at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you go into a session, immediately the music's going to be diminished because you've put that hat on. Yeah, yeah. To make, even if you're trying to make a version of yourself that existed, yeah. you still won't be better than that, that version. Because it was a pure version. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, anyway. I, I was going to say one more thing on that note. Um, I sort of think of it, maybe this is an insanely pessimistic way of viewing it, <laughs> but like when you make, okay, when I made Groove Curse, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I'm just, I sort of thought of it as you said that at this mm-hmm. analogy. When I made Groove Curse, it was like reading a book on this topic I'd never discovered before and like mm. I felt like I knew everything about the topic mm. you read a book these days about like psychology you're like oh now I know why people are depressed and or psychopaths you're like oh yeah fuck yeah I have all this knowledge but the more you read you realise like that may have been a really basic book the less you know yeah mm. the less you know mm. and then um, so I feel like now I've been an artist 
So I released Grief Coast 2014. I mean, even before Franklin's Room is like way out of my sound I make now, but it's 2013. What so would you say? Would you say Franklin's Room was what? Would you say it's more? But Franklin's Room at the. T- uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. There's no overdubs. It's all live band. There's like four instruments and my voice and no harmonies. And like, and that was reggae. But yeah. I was like, this is what, this is, like Alpha said, this was the most advanced music I'd made because before that it was like beats. And then the more I was learning, the more you know more information. Like, that's not all you know. And then, yeah, like, yeah. and then I made another album, another album, another album. And I wrote different styles of lyrics and work heaps of different styles of collaborations. And then, like, so now I have, like, for lack of a better word, all this knowledge, in inverted commas. Um, like, why would I go back and read that first book when I could write, read something more advanced? I'm going to throw it back to you, though. It's like, but now you have all this knowledge. When you read that first book, you'll read it differently because you have, you have more context of why you go, oh, okay. Like, sometimes simplicity, I, I think, I think that sometimes being able to look at something and be like, why did it work? Because for some reason these earlier projects resonated with people and you've got to go now, now all the knowledge that you have and all the tools you have, you'd be like, okay, well, I want, like, I know why that works now better. Then, at the time you just did it and you was like, oh, I love this music. But now I think the more knowledge you have musically and the more things you've done, the more of a understanding you have. So when you go back and listen to it, you can be like, oh, okay. They like that. They didn't like that. They like this. They didn't like that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I hear, what, I hear what you're saying. I just feel like the, because that was your peak at the time, something else came from that I think what really clicked from um, what really clicks with people is more to do with feeling and so if you almost if you feel like you're reducing yourself yeah, yeah. how can the music come out good if you if that's what you feel when you mm. do you know what I'm saying if you feel like you're going oh, okay let me go back to doing that blah 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 it will never be that because you thought that was the best shit in the world like, at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I think you can just hear that. It's, it's like the whole thing of, I don't know, it's 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 like, a, you know, the industry thing of like being signed to a major, doing like a session every week. So you kind of know I can make any genre. I This reggae artist is coming. I know how reggae tunes go. Mm, <laughs> Let's make yeah. this reggae tune. Yeah. Okay, this hip hop tune, I know what a classic hip hop tune is, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, man. It's, I just don't think it's gonna resonate. Yeah, you can you can way. hear that. Um, I know what you mean. You can hear that barrier. You can yeah. hear the polish because even though you have more knowledge than you had, yeah, yeah, and you can make quote unquote a better version. Yeah, you might not have things sit better now. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That doesn't take away from the fact that the imperfection that you did there was the perfection. Was yeah. exactly. Yeah. Should we get into the music section, guys? We haven't done this in ages. Sure. Is, yeah. Who wants to go first? Who wants to set things off? Not me. All right, then. Well, Kyle, I'll go again. <laughs> Please, let's go. Sitting on planes, wondering why. 
sky is pink, it's just some other autumn day Still it looks like rain It looks like rain Yeah, it looks like rain I drink cause I know the shit will be falling Sip till I wonder why I'm not falling Think it's the only thing left for a morning Fuck cause I know there's no taxis for me actually heard this song last year um and yeah Gattooth is a, is a great producer um and i absolutely love keen's voice um and he's there from both from ireland um yeah what did you guys think that was sick i really liked it the um i liked that it was um i liked he had a unique singing style yeah proper and um it was it was kind of true to where he's from in it or at least true art, you know what I mean? Mm. I kind of like that about um, when singers do that. Just keep some of your talking accent. Yeah. I can hear how you sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, very chilled though. Very chilled. I yeah, like I really liked the same thing, same. His yeah. voice. Beat was sick as well. Yeah. Mm. It's just very like, like I think they had like, like, like lo-fi, but in the real nice, like, tasteful way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it felt like I was there. I felt like it was, it was a rainy day and, and I was in the island and the rain. Like, it just felt that way. And I think when. So crazy how, like, is where's the beat maker from? Ireland. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, that music is coming out of Ireland just says a lot about, like, how far we've come from, like, the underground New York beat scene mm. to, like, now it's in Ireland. Well, I, th- I think I think it's more so a testament to how what everyone grows up on the same music. Do you get what I'm saying? I think, yeah, I think, yeah, that, yeah. I think it's more testament to that, is that, like, and ha- as you said earlier, um, giving people the tools and then they create their own picture. And so mm. I think that they've, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Gaptooth was inspired by, you know, the 90s hip-hop era, but he's made his own sound yeah, with yeah. his Irish tech, like you know from his, his upbringing or other kind of music that he likes and I think that's what's sick about music is when you can hear influences but not Im- imitations yeah mm. um, so yeah can- do you think there's like a quote unquote lo-fi music gets a bad name right now like as in people have started to reduce things to lo-fi like what well, we know like the lo-fi thing come from I don't know, like things to do your homework to on yeah, yeah, to anime yeah. videos, yeah, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. But some of that music, a lot of that music, 
actually sounds pretty nice. It doesn't. It's not. Cra- you know yeah, what I mean? No, of course, yeah. But it's like it's sort of been reduced because of the mood. The mood to it has kind of been put in a study music or in a, in the, like yeah. in sort of in a show. So it's like we stopped paying attention to. No, we haven't stopped, but you know what I mean. What well, like, kind of like the lo-fi word has kind of. I I think like you know how you go to like the Barbican. Shout out to you. I forgot to show you there, but you know you go to the Barbican, and you'll see like uh, a V shy there yeah. Vishay Cohen playing the show and the majority of the crowd are going to be of a certain age yeah yeah I feel like lo-fi I think like when all of us are like 50 or whatever there'll just be concerts where we're sitting down listening to that kind of right, music like, I, I, just, I just think it's just like consumption and the idea of thing and time so I think it's, it has the same it does the same thing which is relaxing it relaxes yeah, us yeah. it makes us feel peaceful it makes us feel chilled it makes us want to study whatever I yeah. think that's really really cool um, nice, yeah, I yeah I like that. that I really like that yeah I agree cool alright who's next go ahead, uh, I'll go next I still haven't chosen <laughs> <laughs>
So that was a song by Chris Dave featuring Space Bunny uh, called Highs and Lows. It's off of his new album. It came out in Feb, uh, kind of under the radar. It's called Dying People. It's the last tune of it. Um, Space Bunny is another artist that I really like, but maybe for some sort of writing sort of issue. She couldn't use her real name on this. I don't know. But... Um, I've just baited it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to say her name because maybe some legal stuff. But... Um, yeah this song is like I never really had tunes to change my moods mm. like I really listen to music to just I listen to music on loop and stuff to absorb whatever but this song acts like a pick me up a lot because mm. like she's talking about highs and lows like you ain't gonna be on the floor forever blah blah peaks and valleys I took on like every like the meaning of the song to me anyway and it's mm. sort of like a yeah when you're just low you know, it doesn't last forever, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But anyway, this is a sick song for that. But yeah, it's one of the first songs in a long time to have that sort of effect on me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Absolutely loved it. I think there's something that's, I don't know, I get excited when, I don't know if you guys feel the same, yeah. I get so excited when you hear a song and you're like, oh my God, I can listen to it on loop. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you find a song, you go, oh, that song I can listen to on repeat and it doesn't get boring. It gets better every time I listen to it. Like, I think that's like, Something that, I don't know, it makes you feel like a kid, like with music. When you find those songs that you can listen to and you get excited. And yeah, I mm. think the the flows, the vocals, like the, the beat, the drum, like it was just amazing and yeah. just so easy to listen to. Yeah, I agree. I lo What I loved about it is like, it it was the same thing it was like the, it was like a pulsing thing, like a, like a vamp the whole time and they were sort of just building it. I don't know. I love those sort of things. Like there's there's a song Chris Dave plays on on the Pino album, which is similar. It's like a, a really long of the same groove. Yeah. And I love when Chris Dave plays like that style because sometimes like you watch him live and um, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen him do the stuff where he just sort of goes out, out, like really out. Yeah. And But you forget how like musical his drumming is, like his super simple part, but it was just so nice and yeah. Yeah, man, I remember sick. when I used to see like some just Chris Dave stuff on YouTube, I used to be like, ah, why is he doing it? But what he was doing was he'd go into like a traditional jazz tune, but play it on his own or play it with the saxophone player in a different key while the hip hop groove or whatever, the guitarists and bassists are still keeping a groove from another song. So it's like another song interrupting another song. And I was just like, but that doesn't sound like I get what you're doing, but like that doesn't, but... I didn't know that before. I just was listening to it as music. Yeah. But it sounded better to me when I was just like, oh yeah, he's doing John Coltrane, blah, blah, blah. At the same time, I can hear that going on. And it was good when you get nerdy about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, when not, anyway, yeah. But when he plays simple, you're like, wow, he's actually yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, he is still one of the better, better, my favorite drummers. It's, 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 it's all about choices, isn't it, with drumming, isn't it? It's about what choices you decide to, 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 to make when you're drumming. No, is it like pockets and... When to hit, when not to hit, when to go, when to not to go, when yeah. to pull yeah. back, when to push forward. Yeah, just placement. Yeah. And he's just one of the best that he knows how things should sound, mm. which is why he messes with it a lot. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, I know how this it should be done properly. I know how this should yeah. be done. So I think that's when you can, but if someone's like making mistakes and blah, blah, blah. Then yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway. You can do yeah. That. But yeah, Chris Dave. Love nice. Dave. Rax. I shall play mine. Go on, do it.
That track was called Troubled by Eddie Chacon, I think his name is. He used to be in a group in the 90s called Charles and Eddie. Oh, what? Yeah. Look into my eyes, I can see yeah. open. What I like. It's, it's his first album. I think, sadly, like, the other guy passed away or something, and oh. he had, like, 20 years off. But I discovered him from, um, I found this guy called John Carroll Kirby, who's like really weird producer yeah. who produced Soul Andrew's last album. You know that really weird music? Like Soul Andrew's oh, right. last album is very like, do yeah. very like strange. This guy produced her whole album with like a few people. Um, so I delved into that guy's music and then that guy produced this guy. Basically this, he's come back with his comeback album and released on Stone's Throw and like sold, all the vinyl sold out. He's just like blowing up in the underground world. Mm. But, um, it's very weird. Like, it's very weird, obviously. And, like, very dis... Like, dissonant. It was all very, like... I don't know if you felt the same. It's very pitchy. But I think, I, I in a way, because I'm like, it's John Carroll Kirby, you know? It's fucking sick. But I, I really like it. What is the... um? What do you think they used for bass with that? Was it like a tuba or was it like a like a synth? I reckon it was a yeah, synth thing playing it. It sounded like a... How would you call them things? Ah... Mm-hmm. Uh, Sousaphones, 
Do you know them things that people, them tuba things that people carry in? There's one of them, in the, one of them guys in the roots has them. Anyway, doesn't matter. Sousaphone, I think it, it's that. It could be that. It sounded like that. It, um, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Um, his voice reminded me of, again, I can't remember who exactly. Uh, Connor Mockinson, do you know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 A little bit. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, actually. Just because of the way he was kind of whisper singing yeah, a bit. I agree. Um, I didn't like it though. I could see it in like a like a film, like a really trippy kind of yeah. Um, film. But yeah, I did like it. I did like it. Not gonna lie. Barney's face is like, <laughs> what did you think? Let loose. Actually, I really loved it. I really, really liked it. It ran wow. kind of mocking it, mocking it. It also ran me a little bit of Bilal. I don't know why. Yeah, like yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Those choices. What it made me not, it's going to sound very strange, but we're here, weekly podcast. Um, It felt like, especially because I know Jordan's taste, it felt like at any moment, the song could do something nuts and it didn't. Mm. So if, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it felt like, because it was so like, yeah, a little like dissonant and, and weird and a little bit creepy and whatever. Like descend into like an absolute madness, right. and it didn't. And it kind of made me want to listen to it again, yeah. Um, what that, I really like yeah. about this song and this whole album, um, and John Carroll Kirby's own stuff is I read in an interview, like it's very it sounds what sounds like very loop based, mm-hmm. like one loop, and there's little synth parts, whatever, but. Every single part is a full take, no quantizing. So it's oh, like wow. that's why at times it's really sloppy. But um, I like that a lot. Like years ago, we talked about Alpha going to a studio and recording as a band, and then that is what it is, and you choose your favorite take. Mm. I love that concept of like you're capturing a performance because that is what music is at the end of the day. Mm. And then like I was gonna do that with my album, and then I just got too perfectionist about it, and I started chopping shit up. Right. But um. I listened to this after I finished my album and just going like, fuck, I wish I had the courage to just do like a whole take on the roads. There's a mistake, but just like, that's the vibe. That's why it sounds like quite old school is because there's mistakes and there's like a groove there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Also, the sounds they're using are very like old school. Yeah. And he is old. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it just, uh, man, he's like 55 or something. So after all that praise, but I know that everybody's old. He's so, old. Yeah, he's old. Um, I, yeah, I loved it. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, well, there you go. Podcast back. Uh, thank you for listening. We've yeah, been a while. we're um, we're gonna keep saying weekly podcast, although we could be every other week. We may sw- uh, skip a week here and there. Yeah, but we are back, like, so we're not going for six months again. Blah blah blah. Yeah, we're here. Um, yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. Have a good week. Have a good week. Yeah, and we'll see you soon. Say later. Bye. Peace.